Within the walls of an old-age home, residents receive various levels of care and support, depending on their individual requirements. Trained staff members are available to assist with activities of daily living. This is the story of Maria and Lucinda, who encountered something more than just the daily humdrum of taking care of the elderly. I am Wraith. This is Late Night Mysteries. Lucinda panted slightly after helping Madam Toomey from her bed and assisted her gently on the wheelchair. Lucinda turned to make up the bed and tidied up the small room while Maria helped Mrs. Wu onto her cardigan and slipped on a pair of comfortable slippers on her feet. Where are we going again? Is it Sunday already? No, Madam Toomey. Today is Tuesday, not Sunday. We're going to the hall downstairs for a mini-concert. You like concerts, do you? Lucinda looked at Maria and grinned. Maria tried to hide her smile. They have lost count on how many times Madame Toomey had asked where they were going and kept asking if that day was a Sunday. They wheeled Madame Toomey to join the others in the day room. On the way, they met a couple of senior citizens who were also on their way down. Some were assisted by the respective caregivers assigned to them. Others, who were able to walk independently, moved in pairs and chatted softly. The atmosphere in the recreation room was cheery. The mini-concert was a success as the staff came together to celebrate the first anniversary of the Pine Tree Home for the Elderly. Some of the able-bodied ones had stood up and danced with them as they sang and put up a short skit to entertain the audience. Taking a seat at a table nearby, Maria looked around the room, observing the elderly as they sat around in their wheelchairs clapping to the rhythm of the song belted out by Lucinda on stage. As she scanned the crowd of elderly audience members, 
her eyes were drawn to a figure that seemed out of place. A figure that was hunched closely behind Madame Toomey. She was smiling joyfully and talking animatedly over her left shoulder, as if in a deep conversation with that person. Maria stood up, took a few steps forward, and then she stopped. The figure had disappeared. As if sensing something staring at her, Madame Toomey turned suddenly and locked eyes with Maria. Something in Madame Toomey's cold stare made Maria step back. Gone was the usual lost, forlorn look that seemed to endear Maria towards her. This time, Madame Toomey looked almost evil. Maria pulled her eyes away and stared blankly at Lucinda singing her heart out on stage. Her face was blank, but her heart was racing. She felt as if she had just been splashed with a bucket of cold water. Not long after, she stole another look at Madame Toomey and saw her clapping along to the song, as if whatever that transpired between them did not happen. Are you okay? You have been very quiet since this afternoon. What happened? You don't like my singing? Lucinda nudged Maria, who could only manage a small smile. The mini celebration had ended that afternoon, and they were both on their break after helping to clean up the recreation room. Of course. I love your singing, Lucy. It's just that something happened when I look at Madame Toomey just now. She had given me a strange look. Almost evil. It's scary. It's like she could jump and strangle you at any time. Maria shuddered as she raised her right hand to stroke the back of her neck. When they had assisted Madame Toomey to her room, the elderly woman had behaved as if nothing had happened and was still asking them if it was a Sunday. Seriously, Maria. Madame Toomey could not remember any other day but Sunday. She couldn't even get out of bed without our assistance. What makes you think she is capable of something so violent? <laughs> Lucinda laughed out loud. The thought of it was ludicrous to her. The mere thought of it seemed far-fetched and unrealistic that she found it difficult to take seriously or entertain in any way. Maria smiled thinly and took a bite of her biscuit. She knew Lucinda would only make fun of her if she voiced out her concerns. That evening, as Maria was making her way out of the compound, she happened to look at the windows of the building. There, on the third floor, was Madame Toomey looking out of the window and staring down at her. <gasps> the sight of Madame Toomey standing upright, strong and looking out of the window startled her. 
causing her to gasp loudly. It was a stark contrast to the frail and fragile image she had of Madame Toomey. Fortunately, a taxi happened to stop nearby and she quickly hopped in, trying her best to rub the image out of the mind. A week later, while on her night shift, Lucinda barged into the break room and whispered urgently to Maria. Maria, Madame Toomey is not in her room. I just tucked her in not half an hour ago. I had accidentally left my phone in her room. When I went back to retrieve it, her bed was empty. Without another word, Maria stood up and followed Lucinda to Madame Toomey's room. She glanced at her watch. It was almost two in the morning. True enough, Madame Toomey was nowhere to be found. They walked rapidly down the corridor towards the end where the storerooms were situated. As they rounded a corner, they got the shock of their lives. The sight of Madame Toomey seemingly floating upright with her toes barely touching the floor sent chills down their spines. Her vacant, expressionless eyes added to the unsettling scene while her breathing emitted an eerie, guttural sound. Lucinda quickly grabbed Maria's elbow and forced her to walk away quickly. She remembered Maria's words the previous week about Madame Toomey's strange actions. We have to get help, Maria. This is not something you and I can handle ourselves. But she is still there floating. We have to get her back to bed. What if she floated out of the window or something? As ridiculous as it sounded, Lucinda realized that Maria's words did make sense. As they retraced back their steps, they passed Madame Toomey's room. The door was slightly ajar. Out of habit, Maria looked in and gasped. <gasps> Sleeping soundly with the blanket neatly arranged around her was Madame Toomey herself. Her small, frail form lying face up, just as how Lucinda had placed her. Hearing her gasp, Lucinda turned. One look at her friend's pale face was enough to tell her that something was not quite right. When she saw Madame Toomey's form on the bed, she moved forward to close the door, but not before catching sight of a hunched shadow at the corner of Madame Toomey's bed. Moving quickly away from the room, Lucinda knew that Maria had seen that shadow. 
We need to call someone who can do this. Something must have attached itself to Madame Toomey. I heard these things are sometimes passed down from generations. It's not something you can get rid of easily. See, this was what I was trying to tell you the other day, but you did not believe me. In fact, there was one evening when I saw her looking at me from her window. She was standing at the window. How could she be able to stand? Lucinda and Maria could not do anything fast enough. Somewhere in the wee hours of that morning, they heard a sharp, blood-curdling scream coming from Madame Toomey's room. By the time they had rushed into her room, the frail woman had already passed on. The scene before them appeared strangely serene, yet unsettling. Madame Toomey's frail body lay motionless on the bed, her limbs stiff and lifeless. Her eyes, frozen in a vacant gaze, were fixed upon the ceiling, as if witnessing something beyond the realm of living. The sight of a mouth wide open added to the haunting image as if she had been caught in the midst of a final gasp. The room was shrouded in an eerie silence as they stood there, trying to comprehend the sudden and unexpected demise of Madame Toomey. The air felt heavy with a sense of unease and mystery. The source of the scream remained unknown as there was no one present in the room when they arrived. There was nothing Lucinda and Maria could have done that could save Madame Toomey. It was anybody's guess as to how or what Madame Toomey might have seen that would lead her meeting her end that way. So, the tale of Madame Toomey's untimely demise became of those perplexing stories whispered in harsh tones among the staff of Pine Tree Home for the Elderly. A home that was supposed to serve as a haven for individuals to live with dignity and enabling them to age gracefully and comfortably. Unfortunately, not so for the case of Madame Toomey. I am Rafe once again. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next podcast.